what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Well, hello. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. If you're new, welcome. Good to have you. We explore all sorts of things all under the umbrella of Spirit-Filled Real Talk over here. I don't want just real talk. I want it to be Spirit-Filled, full of truth, and helpful for my evolution. Can I get an amen? So, today we're going to talk about extravagant evolving extravagant evolving. I am actually obsessed with this concept. (laughs) This came as a download and it felt like fire. I absolutely loved it. So where it came from, and I'm going to give you a couple other beliefs that are amazing, but where it came from was this practice that I do with my coaching clients of turning fear into power. If you're anything like me, you might be aware of fear, anxiety, limitation, worries, unbelief, doubt, insecurity, right? You might be aware of thoughts that are going in your mind that sound like that or that feel like that, but it is one thing (laughs) to be aware of it, and it's another thing entirely to radically transform it So much so that not only do you believe a different truth, but you embody it and your lifestyle reflects it. Okay, so turning fear into power is an awakening. It's all about how you take a good hard look at your disempowering belief patterns and then how you choose to build empowering belief patterns in their place. And this does not happen over, you know, one time of believing. And in fact, a lot of times when I'm working with clients, the empowering new belief pattern, they haven't even gotten to the depth of it yet, so much so that they actually feel it and want to believe it, where it becomes exciting to them, okay? So I'm gonna jump in and then I'm gonna give you some context here. But fear, a great way that you can pay attention to what fear is like for you, is paying attention to when attachment starts to rise up in you or a controlling spirit or this sense of entitlement. That is fear, okay? Anything that's forceful, throwing up ultimatums, needing to really push, right, is usually rooted in fear. Now, faith is all about empowerment and joy and and this life-giving energy that helps you move forward. So to give you an actual process to reverse some of your programming, this is gold, so you're gonna wanna take some notes. I'm gonna walk you through a process, and then I'm gonna share some of my empowering beliefs just for your entertainment. Number one is awareness. I say this, you can't fix what you won't face. 
Not that we need fixing necessarily. Sometimes we need deliverance. Sometimes we just need to practice a new belief system. Sometimes we have to really discipline our focus. Sometimes we have to manage our emotions, right? There, there's a lot that we have opportunities to change. There's so many miracles that we can experience every day. I believe a miracle is just a shift in perception, but we're not always willing to embrace that or lean into it. So awareness is the first step, right? But if you have awareness and you do nothing with that, you might as well not even be aware, right? (laughs) That's almost worse in a lot of cases. So awareness is number one. Where do you have disempowering belief patterns in your life? What areas of your life do they show up in? Do they show up in your relationship with God? Do they show up when you are thinking about pursuing personal growth and putting yourself first? Do they show up when it comes to contribution or career or finances? Do they come up in relationships? Where do they come up? Become aware of where those are, okay? Because really and truly, you cannot afford to have any thoughts that God does not think about you in any area of your life. So part of the work that I do with clients is eradicating and annihilating lies, fears, doubts, insecurities by building the truth and by building faith and working faith muscles, right? Because faith without works is dead, okay? So number one is awareness. Number two is question and investigate. I personally have gotten really good at this from my background in journalism. (laughs) I have become a question master, not only for myself, but this comes very much in handy as a blessing when I'm working with clients as well. But you want to question and investigate these beliefs that are disempowering that you've become aware of. Here's how you do this. You start asking really great questions and investigating what comes up for you. So don't hold back. Don't judge yourself. I recommend just brain dumping this on a piece of paper. Is it true? Is it true? Right? So I'm not worthy. Just a very basic one. Is that true, right? Can you absolutely know it's true? Well, mm. (laughs) can you absolutely know it's true? How do you react and what happens when you believe that thought? Who would you be without that thought? So an example of this playing out, I had a client confess that she is very judgmental and critical and she is aware of that but doesn't know how to change it and do I have any advice. And I only give advice with permission. I just don't go slewing my opinions. So with her permission, (laughs) I encouraged her to explore how judgment and criticism had been serving her in the past. Because a lot of times when we're judging, when we're criticizing, we're actually trying to self-protect. So there may have been a time or a season that that did actually serve her. However, it may not be beneficial, beneficial, there we go, to her future. And that is something that she can explore because with a greater understanding of why she's doing that, 
and what that is creating for her, she can then decide if she wants to continue to do it or not. But this concept of just stopping a belief, a lot of times we're not able to do that. We have to have greater understanding around what is actually happening so that we can decide if that's what we value and if that's producing the results that we want, if that's really expressing the best and highest version of ourselves in the world, if that's of highest service to people around us, right? So with that, I gave her some questions to investigate, right? How has that served her in the past? What benefits does judging and criticizing provide? What consequences is that creating? What is the impact that that is having not only on yourself, but other people around you? Now, if you flipped it, who would you be without judgment and criticism? What if you are more honoring and accepting and loving towards yourself and others? What would the consequences or the effects of that be? What sort of impact would you have? And then she is in a place of decision, right? Because she's now recognizing through awareness that this doesn't feel good. I don't like that I do this because it's creating these results in my life. Now, with that awareness and understanding of why I created that pattern or why I've been so committed to that and what it's creating in my life and the lives of people around me, I can decide if that's how I want to continue to show up because I'm actually not controlled by my thoughts. I am the thinker of my thoughts, but I am not my thoughts, right? So that shift alone was incredibly empowering for her. And then immediately it shifted from how do I change this to do I want to and what might that look like? What would that feel like? What would the impact of it be? And then from that work on the front end, the how starts to reveal itself. Okay, maybe I need to start practicing, for example, more empowering beliefs. Maybe I need to be more loving towards myself. And that specifically or practically looks like this, right? Okay, so going back to this process, number one, awareness. Number two, question and investigate. Number three, rewrite the truth. What is true? If that disempowering belief pattern is not true, what is true? And this is where it is so important because this is spirit-filled real talk after all, to actually read the truth, the word of God. (laughs) What does God say is true? Do I believe that? What does that mean for me personally? How do I experience that? Rewrite the truth, okay? And then number four is to declare it. And I'm not talking like one time. This is something that you have to program into your being so that it comes out of your doing one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. So an exercise that I do and I take myself through, so I I model it and I also do it myself and I share it as well, but I will write out beliefs that I need for seasons that I'm in and I will make sure that it's in front of my face. I have beliefs on my desk right now that I can share with you, right? And then what starts to happen is, is when you pattern and program empowering beliefs, crazy things. You start to believe them and you start to feel really good and energized and joyful and expectant and hopeful, right? And you start to behave or walk out of that being. So empowering. You basically are walking out the newness of life that God promises is available to us, okay? So just a recap of turning fear into power 
it's really self-coaching, is which is what coaching is so beautiful. It gives you that gift so you can coach yourself, right? So I have a lot of clients that would say, what would Juliana say here? What would she do? And in the beginning, that's what it's like. You have a coach that's modeling that for you until you get strong enough in your own belief. You borrow it, right? And you borrow the language. You borrow the processes. You borrow the tools so that you can grow and develop in ways that are very personal and practical for you because that's where real and lasting change comes from. We have to partner with God first and foremost because we cannot transform without Holy Spirit. We just cannot do it, (laughs) right? Then God also uses people. So it requires wisdom in choosing who you're going to partner with and who really can be your spiritual running buddy, so to speak, in each season that you're in. And then it also requires showing up boldly and courageously and actually integrating what you're being taught and now responsible for into your life, right? Knowledge is not power (laughs) in and of itself, right? You have to actually act on the knowledge for it to be powerful, okay? So turning fear into power, awareness, question and investigate, rewrite the truth, and declare it like it's your job, because it is. If you want a PhD in results, you have to declare the truth over yourself like it's your job, okay? So just to give you a sense of what some of my beliefs were, it was so fun. So disempowering beliefs are are the worst. (laughs) But if you see them still as serving you, for example, just in that they guide you to empowering beliefs, they've served a purpose, okay? So you might believe that you're not valuable, nobody cares about what you have to offer, you, you choose the wrong people in relationships, Finances are hard. Stewarding finances is something that you're not good at. You just suck at finances. You might believe that you're you don't have any meaningful connections in your life, right? Like you could just flood and we do this. We think so many thoughts every day and we flood our brains usually with just disempowerment. That is not a recipe for you to shift into empowerment ever. So some of my empowering beliefs where I've turned my fear into power, and these feel so fun, so I'll just share them over you. Joy is my compass, and I follow my promptings, right? So I believe that Holy Spirit prompts me, leads me, guides me, and evidence is often joy. (laughs) So that's something I take really seriously. Joy, just like peace, just like integrity, there's a lot of things that are my compass, but usually I personally need to be in an energy of joy when I'm doing the work that I do in the world, right? I'm really not of service when I'm in really low vibe energy. That doesn't help anybody, right? The right energy, righteousness, peace, joy, all of that is what helps me show up in humility and authenticity and truly serve. So joy is my compass. It always guides me to what is right. And I follow my promptings. That guarantees my success. My life is full of fun, play, and celebration. I am somebody that never celebrated. I was just like, on to the next one, right? I just kept producing. I just kept achieving. And that wears out the soul. And that is not God's design, right? So my life is full of fun, play, and celebration. What I love about this is it's the embodiment of childlike wonder. (laughs) And that's absolutely what I want to practice, right? This one is kind of fun. Sometimes my uh, self that loves music and my my former DJ self comes out. So this is all I do is stack wins, 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 no matter what. So what I mean personally by this one 
is not just like personal gain, but it's celebrating every win, big or small, and paying attention to that. Because what we train ourselves to do typically is to tear ourselves down and beat ourselves up, okay? That is not helpful for me, and that doesn't produce the results that I want to create in my life. So I stack wins, 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 no matter what, okay? God is my life force and my winning strategy. I love this one. So for example, anytime you think that you don't have time to connect with God, to pursue and seek the kingdom first, to pray, to fast, to war in the spirit, to intercede, to connect with God, to talk with God throughout your day, to be still, to journal, to reflect. Anytime you don't think you have time or that it's not going to benefit you in any kind of way, God is my life force and my winning strategy. What else am I trying to do? Like for real, (laughs) right? This one is fun. Every iota of growth unlocks destiny. Okay. So for example, the former belief could be, you know, I'm always, I'm wasting resources, right? So if you're investing in yourself, a little lie that could come in is like, oh, you're just wasting your time. You're just wasting your resources. That's not going to benefit you in any kind of way. What BS, which around here is a belief system, a bad belief system. Okay. So every iota of growth unlocks destiny because this is our testimony, right? We are changed by hearing testimonies, right? Of how people have overcome. And that is truly your gift to the world is releasing your breakthroughs, releasing your testimonies, right? But first you have to experience them and you have to know that you growing, you evolving is a blessing. Okay. And that's what gives you power to release to other people. All right. I'm unstoppable with love. Come on. What if you believe that in your relationships? I'm breakthrough walking, right? Like I'm just looking for an opportunity to release a breakthrough. How fun is that? I'm worthy of extravagant evolving, which is where we're at today. This is where that belief came from. It felt so awesome. Like I want that extra kind of evolving. I don't want the basic evolving. Like I want to keep going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. I want extravagant evolving happening in every area of my life. And I am the co-creator of that. So amazing, right? Divine orchestration is all I see, right? I'm not looking for what's not working out, for circumstances that haven't changed, for how that person still isn't walking that path, divine orchestration is all I see. God's perfection right here, right now. God, what are you doing? What would you have me see? What would you have me know? Divine orchestration is all I see. Things are always working out for me. (laughs) This one is brilliant, especially when you feel like they're not, right? This is what you still have to reinforce in your life. Okay, so if things are always working out for me, how is this working for my highest good right now? Interesting. Explore, investigate what's true about that. And then just one last one, because they're just, I could keep going, right? I only focus on things that support my highest good. So great, right? Like think about what you focus on throughout your day. Is any of what you're focusing on supporting your highest good? A lot of times the answer is straight up no, right? And we keep repeating that pattern over and over day after day right? And we get these results that we're not happy with. 
Okay, but we can co-create different outcomes with God and with the people he wants to use to bless us. Different mentors, coaches, counselors, therapists, right? People that can help you because you never get to your next level by yourself. Okay, so something that I wanted to do here to really illustrate extravagant evolving is just being really clear on what that looks like. Okay, so how I describe this is that anyone who really discovers who God made them to be would never want to be somebody else. Okay. So I shared over on the gram today, you can follow me at Miss MS Juliana page, but I shared over on the gram today, some questions that I used to really, really wrestle with. Okay. First one being, who am I? Who even am I? And this really deep question often comes from some sort of existential crisis, right? Like your world falling about apart, something that you identified with, a job, a, a athletic career, uh, a relationship, right? That falling apart and now you having no clue who you are because your identity was wrapped entirely up in that, right? Who am I? Why am I here? Why am I here? So this one came for me early on, literally when I was 10, because I was thinking, why does all this stuff keep happening? Things that are very crazy, things that are wildly out of my control, I can't help but think that this is somehow working for my good, right? Pretty impressive for a 10-year-old, I must say, right? But that had me on a journey of looking for the purpose in this. There's got to be meaning in this. There's got to be purpose because this can't be happening randomly. None of it's random. If none of it were random, what would it be teaching me? Where would it be guiding me, right? But why am I here? You know, we usually find that by recognizing how insignificant we are or why really we're what we're not here to do or be, right? What is my purpose? If God formed, shaped, and anointed me to be on the planet for such a time as this, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And does my life even matter? Right? Short answer to this is if I woke up today, it absolutely does, right? <laughs> but what's crazy about this is that Discovering life-giving answers to these questions is what life coaching and the vehicle of coaching is all about. It is such a powerful vehicle of transformation. It is amazing. But here's what happens. We often, right, not, not deciding to, to choose the bold and courageous route, not deciding to lean in when we're uncomfortable, not deciding to ask for help and actually invest in it, we stuff questions like these down. We run from them and pretend that we're good, right? And we mask them with busyness, which is why we don't wanna slow down or even in the pandemic, right? We started seeing a lot of things surface because we had a divine timeout. We had to slow down, right? So for a lot of people who have never, ever done that before, it was terrifying and so, so uncomfortable, right? Having to be still and feel in process, okay? So stuffing questions like these down, running from them, or masking them with busyness prolongs the inevitable. You still got to deal with it. And 
also makes it worse because what you're doing is you're stacking all of these things that you don't want, okay? So that can look like anger, anger turned inward, which is self-hate, self-disrespect, dishonor, right? And if you're doing that to yourself, you're going to do that to other people. Addiction. A lot of times we're trying to slow down our thoughts or numb pain or discomfort that we're experiencing by some sort of addiction. Negative self-talk, right? The voice in our head gets so loud and destructive. Bombarding thoughts, like we don't even try to take every thought captive <laughs> that's exalting itself about the truth. And we don't feel like we can because we don't actually know the truth. Anxiety and moodiness. And anxiety, to me, what I teach is that it's looking at your future without God. Of course you would be anxious, right? Of course you would be moody because it's all up to you. You got to figure it all out, right? You've all, you're all you got. Repression and depression. So when you keep repressing what you feel and what you think and you keep shoving it down and you don't look at it, you don't investigate, you don't actually feel it, you can't heal it. And that turns into a lot of discouragement and it can go deeper into depression and deep satisfaction with self, with life, with others, right? Disappointment, discouragement, all of the things. Unbelief and low energy, right? When we are believing really, really heavy thoughts, we feel so low. And we do not behave well from that place. That's not where creativity flows. That's not where we act boldly and courageously. That's where we just procrastinate. We murmur. We complain. We compare ourselves to other people. We judge. We criticize. Yuck, right? And self-sabotage. <laughs> Whatever that looks like to you. It could be procrastination, stalling, some of the things that I just mentioned, right? However, whew, good news. Can we get to it? Yes. Answering these questions boldly and courageously leads to a hunger for the truth. I am hungry to know what is true. I see all these lies. I see how they make me feel. I see how they are limiting me and how I'm showing up and the impact that's having in my life. I am hungry for truth, right? An appetite for excellence, right? I want to embody what is good, pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy. I want my purpose to be about glorifying God in all I think, say, and do. Trusting that he is leading me and guiding me and I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm at the right place at the right time and I'm releasing the goodness that he stored up on the inside of me as he leads and guides me to do so, right? Every day could be absolutely amazing. A pursuit of wisdom, right? I don't want to just do things the world's way, because that probably got me where I am today. <laughs> I don't want to just run after success, right? And not have fulfillment, because that sounds like failure to me, right? I don't want to do all of these quote unquote good things only to find that I wasn't even about and doing what God had me here to do, right? A heart to serve, right? If you've really been in a low place, as you start to break through and move through that, you can't help but want to give that new experience to other people. So you want to help other people that have suffered like you, right? A willingness to change. If you see, right, if you get to this enough is enough moment, that's one thing. But if you can see a compelling future, that starts to stir up a willingness to change in you. Faith and creativity, right? We are 
in our, our divine DNA, we are all creators, right? So you start to flow in your creativity again. I know when I started to really do my work, that's when I started writing and publishing books and expressing myself. I had a voice all of a sudden that I didn't know was in there, right? Authentic expression, right? You start to really be about the uniqueness that God put in you. You're an authentic expression of God in the world. Nobody else is like you, right? And you can't be anybody else, nor if you really get a revelation of this, would you want to be like anybody else? And then joy and influence, right? You really start impacting people. <laughs> they, they want whatever you found. They want to experience this good news that you embody, right? So every season, assignment and calling is an invitation to excellence, creativity, and integrity. That's the work. And if you truly do that work, you will have no time to look at what other people are doing. You'll keep your eyes on your own paper, so to speak, right? And really and truly, the external parts of life are only window dressing, right? And we can tweak and finesse and make sure that all looks good, right? But if we are a mess on the inside, none of that stuff matters, right? We are designed to reign in life, but specifically through the prosperity of the soul, which means our inner world defines our outer world, not the other way around. We try to control the outer world and what people see. Meanwhile, our inner world is a hot mess, right? We don't even know where we're at in there, and we keep running from that, only to be stuck in the same place, living the same story, beating ourselves up in the same way and tired of it, okay? Anyone, though, remember this. Anyone who discovers who God made them to be never wants to be anybody else and will not settle for safe and stuck. No, 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 right? What happens, though, is we become a danger to ourselves when our focus or objective becomes the things that are supposed to be added to our lives. We think we're ready for something. We think it's supposed to look this way. We think we should have arrived by now. We think we should have all these things by now. And that really becomes dangerous, right? However, we reign in life as we manage the issues of our own lives under the direct leadership of God. And that's what I work with clients to do, right? Because a lot of times we actually don't see that modeled, okay? We're, we're so busy going after the outer life that we don't have enough teachers, right? And mentors and coaches helping us really work on this inner life and point us back to God. But... There is clarity of heart and mind available to us when we have a refined focus consistent with our purpose, okay? And what I am absolutely passionate about is helping you lean into your journey of discovering all that God intended you to be. So this is love month. Not only is it Tune In Tuesday, but it is love month. So if you really want to invest in you in this love month, I am offering consultations so that you can experience what coaching is like and decide if you want to move forward, right? I have a limited calendar this year in terms of how many people I can work with, but currently I'm still taking clients. So if that is you, make sure that you go to julianapage.com and check that out. But before we go today, I wanted to really share from the Apostle Paul, okay? He really had so many great insights and instruction for how to walk out extravagant evolving. So I just wanted to share this, okay? So he speaks to what this looks like in 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19, and he says this, 
Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. Hang on. Like that last bit there, right? This part. (laughs) All of this. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. Okay, come on with it, Apostle Paul, okay? So just want to, to unpack these real quick for you to make this extra practical, especially when it comes to aligning with the truth and the word of God, okay? So the first thing that's being highlighted, highlighted here is don't let blessings make you conceited, all right? So this implies that wealth of any kind can make people proud and independent, thinking that they earned or deserved the blessing, Come on, (laughs) you've done it. Blessings create entitlement without humility and thankfulness. Okay, one of my favorite verses is, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. That's Proverbs 21, 31. I love this verse because it reveals how the natural and supernatural realms are to merge. On the one hand, there is our effort, discipline, and training, 100%. But even then, God gets all the credit for everything we work so hard at. He enabled us and gave us strength, wisdom, and opportunity. So removing him from the equation entirely is the most dangerous expression of foolishness, leading certainly to destructive pride. So we must do all we can do to ensure victory, so to speak. But at the end of the day, we must live with the realization that the victory only came through the grace of God. Any other way of thinking will really cause suffering in the end, okay? So do not let blessings make you conceited. Have a good self-check. And if you're asking the question, am I? You're probably not, okay? Two, don't fix hope on the uncertainty of riches. So... You know, it's it's interesting to ask people how much money is too much money, <laughs> right? So governments and institutions are constantly trying to solve that puzzle right now through high taxes and other forms of punishment, right? But it really comes down to this. Too much is whatever amount replaces trust. So for one person, that's $1,000 in the bank. For another, that's 100000 It's actually not the amount. It's how the blessing affects our relationship and trust in God. So money or blessing in general is not stable enough to carry the weight of faith. It's just not. So only Jesus is perfectly faithful and worthy of undefiled trust. So don't fix hope on the uncertainty of riches. Two more. God richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. So blessings are to endear us to him with delight and joy. His supply is abundant and it must lead us to the legitimate kingdom expression of pleasure. It is to be enjoyed. So 
when increase causes us to become separate from human need and independent from our divine purpose, we falter. Okay, so we are to enjoy what God gives us, but we're not to cling to it or allow that to separate us from needing God and being connected to the purpose that he's given us, which is really to serve people and to glorify him in doing that. And lastly, do good, be rich in good works and be generous and ready to share. So in the end, the blessings of the Lord, whether they're finances, favor, position or insights, all of these are to be used for the benefit of others. So God works generosity and a lifestyle of fellowship with other believers really to to be a hallmark of the blessed life. That's how you can really examine the fruit of a blessed life, right? So blessings position us to affect another person's life for the better. So generosity, whether through financing, serving, granting an opportunity, that produces thankfulness in the heart of the one who receives it or is on the receiving end of that, which brings glory to God. And that is the goal of all things for God to be glorified. So my challenge, spirit-filled Real Talk listeners, is to examine today if you are believing that you are worthy of extravagant evolving. What might that look like? What might that feel like? If you were truly living an extravagantly evolving life, what would that look like? Who would be impacted? How would you be showing up? What might you be thinking? What might you be feeling? Who would you be connected to? What would the fruit of your life be displaying? Would it be glorifying God? You are worthy of extravagantly and you are worthy of extravagant evolving. But it doesn't happen by chance. So my encouragement is for you to maybe listen to this again and consider and pray about how God wants you to evolve in this season. Not just sort of move the needle, (laughs) but what would be extravagant evolving in this season? What people has he brought into your life? What tools is he leading you to invest in and providing for you to do so? Where is he asking you to take steps of faith? How is he asking you to show up differently? What do you have to sacrifice? What do you have to let go of? What do you need to embrace and lean into? Such beautiful work that will blow your mind as you start doing it. And I'm absolutely here to help you. Again, if you haven't visited julianapage.com, you can find all sorts of resources from books, professional life coaching, the God's Vibes Mastermind, among other things over there. So go check that out, julianapage.com. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast and yet it is blessing you, please do that. Don't be a consumer. Also give and contribute as well. You can also easily copy links to any episode and share them with friends to make sure that if you're like, ooh, I thought of this person when I was listening to it, it's probably still for you, but share it with them also. (laughs) All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.